Hello and welcome to the Microbiome Mavericks podcast, the only place where microbiome science meets real-world applications. I am your host, Dr. Amin Zarkani, a microbiome expert. My goal is to make microbiome science a common knowledge for everyone, as for me, microbiome equals health. Today, I have the pleasure to speak to Pierre Cressard, the president of Nahibo, a French gut microbiome testing and research company. In this episode, we discuss with Pierre how gut microbiome testing is a useful tool for managing overall health by monitoring the diversity of the microbiome and preventing its loss. The diversity of the gut microbiome is linked with various functions, including gut-brain connections, and the loss of diversity can have a negative impact on human health. We also looked at how the composition of the gut microbiome is unique to each individual and can be affected by various factors, including diet, lifestyle, and exposure to pollution. Understanding the composition of the microbiome and personalizing nutritional approaches and supplements can help to improve health outcomes. Finally, we discussed how the use of metagenomic sequencing and bioinformatics can provide a precise image of the composition of the microbiome. And the data gathered from microbiome testing can be used to cluster the microbiome, understand the pathways inside it, and differentiate between different clusters. This information can be used to develop personalized nutrition plans and prevent health concerns. Enjoy the episode, and please follow and share. Happy to hear your thoughts and stay positive. Welcome, Pierre, and really happy to have you today with us. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. It's been uh, very interesting for me to see how the field is growing as a microbiome scientist and also to see different backgrounds and different people shaping the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got interested into the gut microbiome? Sure. I have a business background. I used to be a sales representative for international sales in the food and feed business. I used to address uh, human and animal feed. In 2016-17, me and my wife, Christelle, we, we wanted to, um, to start our own company and have an impact uh, uh, on our professional lives uh, that way. Uh, we wanted to, uh, to create a functional food, but that didn't end like this because we started some researches. We met a lot of people in the fields of uh, functional food, functional medicines, personalized nutrition, and all these uh, sources were converging onto the same aspect, which was the gut microbiome profiling. So as we are not scientists, we rapidly entered a relationship with the most renowned scientist on the microbiome in Europe and maybe in the world, which was the Metagenopolis uh, unity of INRAE in France. And thanks to that collaboration, we, we started NAIBU in 2019. Amazing. And I know like uh, Metagenopolis and obviously we can uh, name uh, Joël Doré, one of the key opinion leaders uh, that he, he works there. A lot of people actually, they've got interested in this gut microbiome testing. It also uh, going up in terms of how people they're, they're interested into it and how, how many times they actually research gut microbiome testing online. You can see this going up. But what is actually a gut microbiome test and how does it work? 
the gut microbiome testing is a preventing tool aiming to uh, show you an entire image of what your microbiome looks like. It's uh, made out of a stool sample that you collect at home thanks to a collection kit that you buy from Naibu or another company. And you send it back to the lab. There we do some DNA extraction on the feces that we collect. We do some metagenomic sequencing and some bioinformatics can take up to four to six weeks to complete that job. And then we upload the results on a platform where you get your results. Um, the results will be showing you the composition of your microbiome in terms of diversity, richness, relative abundance of bacteria, and it will also link the potential functional aspect of your microbiome to its composition. And saying that, I mean that you can have a potential image of how your microbiome will affect your sleeping function or your digestive functions or maybe your mood functions. And then a lot of microbiome testing companies add the personalized nutrition brick. Uh, it's, a, it's a tool, an additional tool that you can use in order to, uh, to manage maybe a little better how you eat and how you supplement yourself in order to keep a good balance in your microbiome. It's definitely true because whatever information uh, you're feeding your gut in terms of diet and and supplements and whatsoever, that will definitely impact your uh, your gut composition, as you said. So if you stay in that point in terms of uh, the diversity of the microbiome and how that is connected to also this, what they call the gut-brain axis, the mood and food, what are the, the key points that from understanding the composition and diversity, we could probably define and implement new ways of modulating the brain function in terms of mood, anxiety, probably depression, and so on. At Naibu, we believe that the number one criteria for a good gut microbiome is the diversity. So as you say, the diversity of the gut microbiome is linked with all the functions such as mood and gut-brain connection, but also uh, all the other functions that the microbiome helps supporting. The diversity today in our society is experiencing a big loss because of numerous factors, such as the nutrition that we have, which is not as rich as it used to be, and the lifestyle that we have. We think that by monitoring the diversity and giving the opportunity to everyone to check on the eventual loss of its diversity. It's a, how can I say that? It's a very useful tool to manage your health, your overall health. And diversity, we can call it biodiversity of your microbiome, is the same as the biodiversity of the planet Earth. When we start losing some species, we lose the balance and we lose the benefits of every species. There is a, a symbiosis that is in place and it needs to be taken care of. But as we are experiencing diversity loss, we, are, we understand more and more the impact of this loss on our daily lives and on our human health. So first step is to check on this diversity and prevent the loss of this diversity. Good news is that you can take back this loss 
of diversity, partially or totally, thanks to uh, personalized nutrition. And that's why we try to do it Enable. Excellent. Comes to my mind is this fascinating study that was, I think, published two weeks ago by the Dr. Justin Sonnenberg from Stanford University, where they showed that the people from the Hetza hunter-gatherers, they had way more diverse microbiome compared to the people from California, for example. And this tells you that we are actually, uh, with our modern lifestyle and exposure to pollution and processed food, potentially, it reduces this diversity uh, drastically. And as you said, monitoring that with microbiome testing is the only way how you know what is happening inside. It's not possible to know what's happening unless you actually check it. And the more of the population get tested, the better, because we could get an idea on what is the diversity in a specific population, for example. And I know that you guys uh, were part and involved into this, the million microbiomes from a human project. And they recently launched the French gut or le microbiote français, where the aim is there to literally analyze 100,000 microbiome tools from healthy people in France. What is the aim there and what's the involvement of Nahibu within this process of looking into this huge diversity? Yes, Nahibu is member of a Million Microbiome Human Project and also member of the French Gut Initiative. These two um, initiatives will try to help the science progress in the comprehension of the composition of European microbiome. Um, there is a diversity aspect, of course, but here we are doing metagenomic shotgun sequencing and it will give us um, a very precise idea of the composition also of the microbiome and every microbiome which is sequenced is associated with a questionnaire of more than 70 questions regarding the lifestyles, the health uh, situation of every participants. And when we gather all this information on 100,000 or 1 million microbiome, we can statistically expect to, um, to find solutions to this loss of diversity first, but also to find solutions to personalized approaches in order to re-enrich the microbiome and to prevent even more health concerns. What I also like to mention is that people think that some microbes are more or less similar, but I would give an example. If you live in Japan and you're eating sushi and rice and you know algae, for instance, uh, your microbes have to adapt to that, right? And you cannot just bring a Japanese to France and feed them uh, you know, French fries all the day and expect them to be healthy. Probably somebody is eating French fries in France will be healthy, but not the Japanese coming from Japan. So as you said, understanding what the microbiome composition and personalizing the nutritional approaches and supplements that for those people is definitely the right approach. And here I, I would like to mention the, something you've mentioned about the metagenomes. I know that you have a very rich uh, database of metagenomes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the R&D research you've done around that? And I also learned that you've launched a new microbiome lab with the um, more of extensive uh, metagenome sequencing and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about the expansion you've done there and um, this metagenome approach? Yes, since the creation of Naibu, which is a Japanese name, by the way. What uh, does it mean, by the way? It means uh, inside. Since the creation of Naibu, 
we gathered several thousands of microbiome, microbiome associated with uh, questionnaires, and it gives us the ability to uh, to have a, a data science approach and to discover things on the gut microbiome. Of. So we have several a collaborative project with um, academics uh, in order to uh, to cluster the microbiome and to understand the pathway uh, inside of this microbiome, how they how the lifestyle of our customers affect their microbiome and how the different uh, clusters differentiate from each other and can be approached by personalized uh, nutrition, for example. So these are the kind of work we do on our database. And yes, we launched our microbiome lab um, a few months ago. So we have now a, a full uh, workflow, a sequencing workflow um, with uh, automated uh, extra DNA extraction uh, robots and uh, sequencing um, and a sequencer to uh, in order to have inside our walls the the whole uh, value chain for doing what so that probably will increase your efficiency in terms of obviously having everything inside as well as potentially reducing the time from receiving the samples to actual results yes uh, it's uh, obviously it's cost saving for us and it's uh, TAT, uh, the, the turnaround time for treating the, the samples is better now, but it's also uh, very important in the in terms of the vision we have for Naibu to integrate all the value chain uh, we are working on. So we started by externalizing the, the DNA extraction, the sequencing and the bioinformatics and step by step over the years we integrated those by, um, by recruiting and by financing uh, this evolution one question that comes every time people ask me about microbiome testing they tell me what is the difference between 16s and metagenomics and why some companies offer 16s and others offer metagenomics what are the differences that each would bring in terms of value to the customers and what are the tips to types that you guys do uh, at Naibu we have always used the metagenomics shotgun sequencing and we believe this is the right approach for having a personalized uh, gut microbiome analysis because this is the only way to count every bacteria that you have inside your gut at the level of the strain this is very important because inside the same gender of bacteria you can have um, an inflammatory bacteria and a non-inflammatory bacteria so you cannot have very very much uh, of uh, precision with uh, something else than metagenomics shotgun from our point of view. It used to be uh, a bit more expensive, but actually right now shotgun is quite the same price as six. So um, a lot of researchers, academics and companies are turning themselves uh, into the shotgun sequencing rather than the 16S. It's fascinating when uh, I've uh, spoke with one of my colleagues in the past and he told me it was a long, big gel uh, that you would go by hand. And um, recently uh, I've seen uh, this microbiome sequencers, uh, the Minion called, is the size of a phone, right? Which you can have it probably in your bag and sequence wherever you are, which I don't recommend. You probably should do it only in the lab. 
But it's insane how the technology goes quickly in terms of uh, advancement. And more importantly, it just helps us to do our job better and deliver better value to, to the customers and the patients, actually, who, um, who use these uh, solutions. And obviously, as you, you've mentioned several times, personalization, knowing that a lot of companies offer this uh, testing and you offer this microbiome testing internationally, how do you uh, adapt uh, to the different populations, for instance, in terms of when you receive sample from Japan, as an example, and you're analyzing it internally, uh, do you take into account where this person is coming from and the database you're using to match against that? Right. Today we we have, I think, 27 different countries where we distribute our gut microbiome test. We don't personalize yet the nutrition advices to each one of them. We have one global response for everyone, which is based on recovering the loss of diversity. This is our main goal. We also, we don't have enough data from the 27 countries and it it's not, it would not be a right i think to uh, to do the this country by country personalization right now but of course mm -hmm. in the future thanks to million microbiome initiative french gut and other public uh, huge cohort we can see an adaptation of our platform country by country and this is what we are aiming for Excellent. And I, I love the honesty yeah, because I think it's very important to know that uh, a lot of people say microbiome research is nascent or it just like ba a small baby. But the truth is, it's probably it is because the, the first research microbiome, the, the first biggest research, the human microbiome project was only 2007. And there are some limitations. Today, we don't know what the healthy microbiome looks like. And it's still questioned anywhere you go. Probably we know, but it's not defined exactly what it is. Um, and there are more advances, and I really hope that more of the research, as you've mentioned, Million Microbiome Projects or the French Cut and other, the Finnish Cut and so on, can help really advance this field and make it more personalized to everybody's, because we are all different and our microbiomes are as well. One question is more of a general question, because you are based in France, and I know that France also fosters a lot of biotech and research. How did uh, the, you know, you being, I believe you are in Rennes, right? Um, yes. How being in Rennes in France uh, helped you to kind of foster your company and create these collaborations worldwide? I believe that in France, it's, um, we, we have the chance to be uh, in a very innovative country where you can meet uh, a lot of renowned researchers, uh, clinical doctors, or investors in order to shape your innovative idea and to create your company. So we've benefited from that. We've benefited at the early beginning of the company of innovative program that helped us to be founded and to uh, receive our first loans. And now the, the innovation in France in the microbiome is obvious as you can see with the French Gut Initiative, but also with all the biotech that you, you mentioned. And we are very proud to be part of this uh, movement in a great country to innovate in the microbiome, of course. Excellent. And you as a president, 
uh, of uh, Naibu and you found that this company you've mentioned about with your wife uh, more or less five years ago now. Um, what are the challenges and opportunities you see in this field and how this, in your opinion, going forward? Yes, the, the next big thing is to, uh, to push the industry and to make it happen in the industry to realize that the microbiome will shape a new future for food or medicine or pharmaceuticals. And this is what we do every day. Uh, this is what I think the biotech and the French gut initiatives uh, are doing in the field of microbiome. We need to convince the industry leaders in France or worldwide that the microbiome is the power to change into a more healthy future for the population. When you talk about the food industry today, we, we, we discussed the loss of diversity and we know that the food industry is responsible for a part of this loss of diversity. We need to change that and they need as industrial with their responsibility over the population to harness the power of the microbiome in order to be microbiome ready, to have their products ready for the microbiome of the customers in the next five years, let's say. And that's the one of the biggest challenge in the economic uh, situation of today, to, to make those industrial change and innovate more and faster. Excellent. There is one thing that I would like to also mention there and really supporting what you said is that we, we also need more pharmaceutical companies and uh, to extend the value of the microbiome because there are some drugs mentioning chemotherapy, for instance, they actually stop working or don't work for some patients. We call them the non-responders group simply because the gut microbiome uh, is different. And there are companies today, biotech, in therapeutic microbiome business, really trying to kind of harness this the power of the microbiome to make these chemotherapies drugs work better. And I would love to see pharmaceutical companies to basically reach out to them and say, guys, let's let's work together because I have a, a drug chemotherapy uh, that works, but probably for 30% of the people, while having you with your microbiome solution, I could make that more uh, like around 50 or 60%. So there is a lot of people being saved. And on the top of that, as you said, this is cure or treatment, but what's important is prevention. And honestly, I would recommend for anyone to do their microbiome test like on a yearly basis. Why not? I mean, we do a blood test on a yearly basis and your doctor, your GP recommends that to you. It tells you, yeah, go ahead. And like, I get anxious actually when I don't know my blood test after a year. It's like, okay, what's going on with me? And they start asking questions and I go do it immediately. But why not actually looking into your microbiome as well? Because it's also a signature of your health situation. And it actually can be way more challenging because blood tests can tell you, okay, your sugar is high, your iron whatsoever. Uh, but the microbiome is, is more challenging because it can have detrimental effects in the future. You might get Alzheimer's because you're losing diversity of specific microbes that have been involved in Alzheimer's disease and so on and so forth. Research needs to be done still, but we can already use the research that's already existing. But I usually like to ask um, my guests in the Microbiome Mavericks five quick shot questions. Why do you do what you do? I do it because I find a lot of sense in, 
in the microbiome. Uh, I think it's a, it's a global approach to health and to a lot more because uh, we talk about biodiversity, we talk about respect of biodiversity, internal biodiversity, okay, but everything comes from also what we eat, uh, how we uh, how we grow, uh, what we eat, and it's a, it's a global approach. This is very uh, intellectually challenging and satisfying to work in the in the microbiome. So that's why I, I chose this uh, this job. You, as a busy person, a president of Naibu, what could be one productivity tip? Follow your guts. <laughs> that's the easy, <laughs> that's the easy one. <laughs> easy one, indeed. Do you have a book that you liked and you would like to share? Uh, actually, uh, I have a, a book that is really fun to read. It's called Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To. It's written by the Dr. Sinclair. And it's the latest research on longevity and how to push the boundaries to the next step of uh, personalized nutrition and medicines. So it's a bit of an utopia, but it's really fun to read. Excellent. Can you tell us about someone who inspires you? Right now, I would say Roger Federer, because it's Wimbledon time. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. Is he still playing today or uh, he retired? No, no, he's just in the the royal box watching the players uh, sweat. Right now. <laughs> he deserves it. If there is one thing that you would like to change in this planet Earth, what would that be? Uh, since we are talking about the the microbiome and the respect of biodiversity, I would put that in number one priority to uh, to focus all our strengths on the respect of every species living on this planet for th they have a reason to be here and we can benefit all from each other and it's the diversity that will make our strengths and our, our salute. Amazing. Thank you so much, Pierre Cressard, the president of Nahibu. Nahibu is nahibu.com. That's your website. So feel free to go and check out what the, these guys from France are doing. Uh, thank you so much for being a nice guest on the Microbiome Mavericks. And yeah, have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you very much for the invitation. My pleasure.